listen to this message, you will be challenged and encouraged through God's Word. Here at Heartsease Family Life Church, it has always been our desire to see people's lives totally impacted and changed. His Word promises to accomplish that. For more information in regards to our church, you can call us at 225-274-1607 or visit us on the web at www.hflc.us. We look forward to hearing from you. Be blessed now as you listen to God's Word. Come on, would you give it up right now as Pastor Robert Cameron comes to bless us. Come on, you can do better than that today. Woo! Good morning, Heartsease. How are you? It's good to be here. In fact, at my age, it's good to be anywhere. <laughs> so good to be here. I appreciate you, Philip, inviting me to come and... Uh, of course, there's family here, Alan and my cousin Anne. That's my cousin, by the way, Pastor Anne. And, and uh, even though she did marry an Englishman, it, we forgave her a long time ago. But uh, it's good to be here. I believe God sent me here. And, uh, you know, I, I was going to speak on one subject, and I had it all prepared. And I'm, yesterday, I'm flying down the plane, and uh, I just had a real urgency to share something of what I'm going to share today. And I'm going to tell you, let him that is in ear, let him hear what the Spirit is saying to the church. And not only an ear to hear, but a spirit to receive. You can have an ear to hear, but if your spirit's not right, you're not going to receive it. But I'm going to tell you, God sent me here today. I'm maybe not what you prayed for, but I'm what God sent. And God knows what you need. He knows exactly what you need. And I believe I've got a word in season for this church. Because in the midst of your flooding, in the midst of the hardships, in the midst of the struggles, how many know God is there? He's there, he's Yahweh, he's there when you're up, he's there when you're down. He's there when you're in, he's there when you're out. Whatever situation you find yourself in, God is there. And he's there to help, he's there to restore. He's there, this, the enemy will steal to kill and destroy, but he wants to restore everything the enemy has stolen from you. And I believe with this war today, you're going to, be, you're going to go to this place changed and challenged, realizing that above all, God is still God. God's the God of Louisiana. God's the God of Baton Rouge, amen? So if you've got your Bibles, turn to uh, Psalm 105, verse 17. Now, while you're turning there, would you like me to tell you a funny story? Yeah. Thank you, Phil. Alaska congregation. Would you like me to tell you a funny story? Yeah. That's better. Well, this couple was sleeping in bed about 3 o'clock in the morning, and there's a big bang in the door, and the, husband, the wife said to her husband, go down and see who that is. So he, she goes down, and, and he goes down, and he opens the door, and there's this drunk man at the door. He said, look, I need a push. A push. How do you sit down here? Push? I need a push? Y'all. So he said, get out of here. Go call the cops. I call it AAA. It's 3 o'clock in the morning. So he goes back to bed. And his wife says, who was it? She said, oh, it was that guy asking for a push. And, and uh, I told him to call the AAA. Well, she says, wouldn't you, wouldn't you glad of people who gave you a push in the car the other week when your car broke down and you, you pushed them? Weren't you glad of them? Yeah. She said, well, get dressed and go down and help the guy. That's how women do it, you know, just tell you what to do. Get down and bless the guy. So reluctantly, he dressed himself, go down, and he opens the door, and it's pitch dark. And he shouts, where are you? He said, I'm over here on the swing. (laughs) 
You just never know, do you? You see, I tell you a funny story because if I don't get you laughing in a funny story, I've lost you. So I just broke the ice a little bit there. <laughs> Amen. Listen, you can have the truth on ice or you can have the truth with a little bit of fun on it. And uh, that's who I am. I like a little bit of fun in the truth. Amen. So listen, if you're going to get the best out of me this morning, you've got to say something like, I'm with you. I feel you. Now, you people down south, you understand that I feel you. So, you know, say, oh, me, oh, my, or something. But if you don't respond, I'll be pretty dry. But you respond, and I'll preach my best. Amen? Now, if you don't understand me, respond anyway. Verse 17. He had sent a man ahead of them, Joseph, who was sold as a slave. His feet were hurt with fetters. His neck was put in a collar of iron. Until what he had said came to pass, the word of the Lord kept testing him. The word of the Lord kept testing him. And I want to talk today this morning about an excellent spirit because the testing of Joseph brought forth an excellent spirit in this young man. And I believe God wants heart sees not to be a church of excellence. Near enough is not good enough. Are you with me today? God doesn't want us just to sit and be an okay one of the One of the sourest tastes in our mouths should be mediocrity. Oh, you might have to chew on it for a little while, but never get a taste for it. Because God wants a people who are excellent, an excellent spirit, an excellent heart, excellent in giving, excellent in their faith. Are you with me today? And, and so we, our sees has got to be and wants to be, I know Pastor Philip, wants to be and should be a church of excellence. And God wants you and I to be an excellent person in our lives, in our workplace. He wants, he wants you to be the person that people say, that man's blessed. That woman's blessed. Are you with me? Because there's something different about us. And I'll tell you what it is. It's an excellent spirit. God wants to produce in us an excellent spirit. Now here's a story of a young man God wants to use. And he's going to use Joseph to save his nation. Not just his family, but he's going to use Joseph to save his nation. So he takes him and he allows him to go through some tests. So that the test will strengthen him and produce an excellent spirit. Let me tell you this. God will test you to strengthen you. The devil will tempt you to destroy you. I think I'll say that one again. God, the devil will tempt you to, God will test you to strengthen you. The devil will tempt you to destroy you. So when you're going through some test, when you're, when you're, don't think every time something is wrong in your life that you're doing something wrong. You're going through a test. Are you with me? Because he's not only the God of the mountaintops, he's the lily of the valley. If we were on the mountaintop all the time, we wouldn't know what a valley experience is. If you don't know what a valley experience is, then you can never help people going through a valley experience. So he's not over the God of the mountains, he's the lily of the valley. And when he puts you through a test, understand, it's a test to strengthen. You know, when I, one of the first things I learned in, in shop, in, in the school, and that's many, many years ago. I learned to make a poker. How many know what a poker is? How many do not know what a poker is? Well, it's a thing you poke the wood with. You know, one of those you, in the fire. Well, we had coal. So I learned to make a poker. And one of the ways you learned was you heated it up, you put it in a furnace till it was white hot. And then you would take it out of the furnace and put it in cold water and it turned blue, this metal. And then you did it again, two or three times. It was called tempering. Because when that 
poker had been put in the furnace in the fire. Once it got tempered, you could put it in a real nice fire at home, but it wouldn't melt. And what happens with us is when we're going through tests, it's only the Holy Spirit tempering us so that we can be stronger at the end of the test. He wants us to come out better, not bitter. He wants to strengthen you in the inner man so when trials come and the fire's on and the heat's on, you may walk through the water, but you shall not, be, you shall not drown. You may pass through the fire, but you will not be burned. Why? Because you've been tempted. You've been tempered. You've been tempered. Say, I feel you. But here's the good news. First Corinthians 10. He says, God will not allow you to be tested more than you're able to bear. But with a test, you'll make a way of escape. Never think... Nobody's gone through this test before. Because human nature, given this course, if you've never had a test yet, keep breathing. A test is coming your way. You'll always, with a test, make a way of escape. Somebody say, I feel you. See, the story of Genesis, Genesis 37 is the story of Joseph. Joseph was a spoiled brat. I mean, read the story. All his brothers were out working in the heat, the Middle Eastern heat, looking after dumb sheep, stinky, smelly sheep. And Joseph was home with his mother making soup. As he, and he, as he sashayed through the house with his coat of many colors, he was a different kind of a guy. He was a different kind of a boy. The brothers hated him. The Bible tells you they hated him. Now, you hated him because he was the son of promise, man. They're stepbrothers, and he was the son of promise. And they hated him. But I think he agitated them just a little bit. How's your day going today, boys? Oh, well, I'll be busy with mom making soup. (laughs) But God can take the spoiled brats and he can change them. I was a precocious little kid when I was young. That word precocious is just a fancy word for a cheeky kid. I mean, what a cheeky is, cheeky, naughty. I would speak when I wasn't spoken to. I would say something I shouldn't. I would go places I shouldn't. But no, God took the cheeky little kid. Now, I remember one time I was uh, walking down the road, and it's not the story I told you last night. I was walking down the road, and, and um, uh, there's a, there was a, a big uh, wall with a big round top where, where, the, bowl that, where the bowl is across the community center, Peterhead. So I'm walking in, this, in, the, in the wall, and as I'm walking, the policeman's coming up, do, and they walked back in those days. They, they did the beat, what they called did the beat. So he said to me, what are you doing up there? Now I heard myself saying, and, and God knows where I got this from, because my, my father would have beaten me if I heard me say this. Uh, the sidewalk is too small. I said to the cop, I'm up on the wall because the sidewalk's too small. He says, you cheeky little guy, come here. So he pulled me, off the, pulled me off the wall and took me by my ear and walked me for two miles to my mother's house to tell her he needs a thrashing. Which, thank God, I never got. <laughs> but the truth is, I was a bit precocious. I would say things that I shouldn't say and do things. But, it, but the good news is, you can be precocious. You can be naughty. You can be a brat. You can be a drunkard. You can be a, drug, a, dr- a druggie. You can be an alcoholic. But the truth is, God can take you and transform you and test you so he can change you and lead your nation and your city to a new destiny. So God took this young boy. But there's one thing about Joseph, he heard from God. He might have been a bit different. He, might have did, he maybe didn't fall into the, to the, to the groupings as people thought, but he heard from God. He had a dream. Four words that changed this young man's life. Joseph had 
a dream. Thank God, it's only four words. Thank a teacher for that. He had a dream. It changed his life. And with that dream, got him an excellent spirit. And the truth is, you know, when God wants to use you, D.L. Moody says, when God wants to use you, you'll feel like he's pushing you through rollers to squeeze out every inch of you. But how many know John said, I must increase that he might decrease? And the truth is, God, when God's going to use you, you'll feel as though he's pressing you through pressers so that he can get less of you and more of him. And the truth is, it should be all of him and none of us. However, the flesh being the flesh, there's always some of us. And that's what Paul says, I die daily. I had a song years ago, a Christian song said, the old man is dead. And I thought, no, you ain't. The old man's pretty much alive. That's why Paul had to kill him every day. Amen? So don't worry about it. If you've got a little bit of old man about you, you're normal. You're normal. That's what Philip said today. He said, we've even made mistakes this morning in the beginning of the week. We've already done something we shouldn't, said something we shouldn't, or thought something we shouldn't. But God knows that. And he's still using us, and still blessing us, and still testing us. He gave him a test. Joseph had a dream. He got Joseph's attention. But the amazing thing is, with all that Joseph went through, four different times the Bible says, but the Lord was with him. The Lord was with him. And, it, and you know, sometimes you'll think, nobody knows what I'm in. Nobody knows the trouble I'm in. Nobody knows the trouble I'm in. The truth is, God knows the trouble you're in. God knows where you're at. And he's going to see you through. The Lord was with him. They couldn't kill him. They tried to kill him. They, tried, they threw him in a cistern, a water tank, but amazing, amazingly so, there was no water in the tank. That's a humor of God. God made sure there was no water in the tank. He sent it all here to Louisiana a few weeks ago. No, and, and they, they couldn't kill him. Why? Because God gave him a dream. And if God has given you a dream, honey, let me tell you, you're virtually immortal until that dream is fulfilled. If God gave it to you. Now, how many know there are supernatural dreams? And there are supernatural dreams. If, you, if I eat cheese at night, I'll tell you for a fact, if I eat cheese at night, if I eat a pizza, I'll dream, like a, I'll dream up a storm. I'll talk him to sleep and everything if you give me pizza. But this wasn't a supernatural dream. It was a supernatural dream. God gave him a dream. And the funny thing about it, you never recant it from his dream. You read it. Because God was. And God will give us tests, even simple ones, to bring out an excellent spirit. Here's a simple, here's test 101. Work the hours you're supposed to work. Be on time. Be on time to your work. Be on time to church. I'm amazed. We have a church of 6,000 people in Virginia Beach. And I'm amazed that most of them come in in the last eight minutes before the service. Now, some come in, but I mean, it's like a competition. See how they can park. You know, we've got six acres of parking. We've got golf carts, and we, they're part, and so they come in, and they're going to catch the golf cart to get back to the door and get seated by 11 o'clock, or thereabouts. But that's how people are. We, we, you know, we be on time. If you want to be excellent, be on time to church. Yeah. Be on time to your work. When your work's at 9 o'clock, being on time has not been there by 9. It's been there at a quarter to 9 to get all your stuff set up so you can start working at 9. Are you with me? Yeah. It's a simple test. Be the person that a boss says... If I had 12 of them, that's an excellent spirit. My wife, she's a senior vice president of a big company, and she has a lot of people working for her, hundreds of people. And she'll say to me now and again, the same thing. If I had 12 of him or 12 of her, 
I could double my workload. And that's an excellent spirit. That's what people want to say about you. That's what you want to hear your boss saying about you. Are you with me? Not just what you have to do. A minute, it's five o'clock, off you go. Talk to, here's another test. Talk to those that are less fortunate than you. It's easy to talk to someone if they're going to take you to the next level. But what about trying to talk to somebody that you know cannot take you to the next level? When I'm in the church back home, I travel once a month. And when I'm in the church, when we're in the, in the lobby, in the big lobby, I look for someone that I know cannot get me anywhere. Because I can get them somewhere. And it's amazing. If you just take a little moment to speak to someone who is less fortunate than you are, I'll talk to them for maybe two minutes, and they'll walk out of that church thinking, the pastor talked to me. They walk out like a, like a champion because I took two minutes to talk to somebody. Listen, that's a test. Oh, we love to talk to people. It's on the next level, and they can get, it, they can get us in there somewhere. They can, they can pull strings to get it. No, what about talking to someone that can't help you? Are you with me? Do you feel me? Give help to someone, even though you know it's a con. Help somebody. Even though, even when you, sometimes, you know, when you, when you go down the road and you see them, we'll, we'll work for food. You ever seen those signs here? You know, I, I saw one guy one time, he was sitting down with a splint in his leg. Uh, uh, you know, a splint, his leg must have been broken. He said, we'll work for food. And I thought, what kind of work could he do? <laughs> <laughs> and they add a little bit, God bless. Because that's the catch, the sensitivity of us Christians. You know, the compassion or the, or the, the guilt. <laughs> but the truth is, sometimes I will stop. Sometimes I'll hear the voice of God say to me, stop and help them. And those times I don't hear anything. So I just carry on. But the truth is, be sensitive to the voice. Are you with me? Yes. So just test, you know, tests will build character and excellence in us. Now, tests sometimes will put you on a, rug, a rugged road. You know, tests, Joseph's excellence set him apart to be alienated from his family. Sometimes when you're doing things in the spirit of excellence, sometimes even your family members won't understand what you're doing. And they'll go against you and they'll laugh at you. But you cannot stop your dream because your family doesn't, doesn't find your dream. Your family doesn't understand your dream. You can't stop your vision because somebody doesn't know it. Uh, I tell a story about a young boy. His name was Rob, Bob. And um, he was in a little schoolhouse in Midwestern America, a little one-room schoolhouse. And the teacher said one day, look, I want you to write an essay on your vision for your life, and, and I'll, I'll grade it, and you can, I'll, we'll grade you on it. So he went, and he, he started this essay. I want a 10,000-square-foot house with horses and cattle and a river and, and hundreds of acres and, and this and that and the other. And he shaped it, and he crafted it, and he handed it to the teacher. And at the end of the day, he got it back, and there was an F on it. And that wasn't for fantastic. I used to tell my kids when they come back from school, David, that doesn't mean fantastic. That means you're going to be in school till you're 23. That's what that means. <laughs> Thank God he got them off. So anyway, he, was dis- he said to the teacher, really? He says, I, I put a lot of work into that. And, yeah, but it was unrealistic. How, we are poor sharecroppers here, and you want a house at 10,000 square feet and horses and cattle and, and you know, this and that and the other. Be, be real. Go back, but I'll tell you what, go back and rewrite it, and I'll regrade you. So he went back and showed his dad, and his dad said, yeah, the teacher's right. So he went back, and he couldn't, he went sat down to write a new one, just couldn't come. He could write us cramp. So he sent it back the next day to the teacher, and the teacher said, Robert, that's the same 
essay, you gave me, Monty's name is Monty Roberts. It's, just, it's the same essay you gave me yesterday. He says, yes, miss, I made a decision. You keep your F. I'll keep my vision. And he told that story. Monty Roberts was the guy that made the movie The Horse Whisperer. He could train horses like nobody else. And he told that story sitting in his 10,000 square foot home with horses and cattle, talking to six or seven multimillionaires, telling them how he never gave up on his dream. Let me tell you, the teacher meant well, but he would have stopped his dream. His father loved him, but he would have stopped his dream. So, don't, so understand, when God gives you a spirit of excellence, sometimes your family won't even understand what it's all about. Are you with me? Do you feel me? So here's a few tests Joseph had to go through in order to get his tests. That's the wrong notes that's up there, by the way. That's a, that's a message I was going to write. And, uh, so that's the, one I'm, uh, the message I was going to preach yesterday, but it's the wrong one. I'm preaching on the test. Excellence. You don't need it up there. It's fine. Number one, if you're taking notes, here's, here's, number, here's, here's some tests. His loyalty was tested because an excellent spirit is loyal. There's nowhere you read that Joseph recanted on his dream. He never said to his brothers, oh, I'm sorry, I won't mention it again. No, just let me go, let me be, I won't, I'll, I'll never mention it again. No. He never recanted. He was loyal to his dream. He was loyal to his vision. Are you with me? And I'm going to ask you the question. If you're going to have an excellent spirit, you've got to be loyal to the church. You've got to be loyal to your family. You've got to be loyal to your work. Are you with me? When when those doors are open, you should be there if possible. If you're supposed to be here, let's be here. Because excellence is a spirit of loyalty. I'm loyal. I'm loyal to my church. I'm loyal. And and everything we do, you know, and we just, loyalty doesn't mean you're perfect. Because we all make mistakes. But loyalty means you're going to stand no matter what, even in your perfection. The Bible says a righteous man falls seven times. That's metaphorical. It could be 70,000 times. But he gets himself up. If you're going to be loyal, never mind making mistakes. You'll make mistakes on the way up and not on the way out. Excellence. His loyalty was tested. His loyalty was tested. And the Bible says in Philippians chapter 2 verse 6, he says, Jesus became obedient unto death. Even the death of the cross. He could have came a different way. But he said to the Father, if this cup can pass from you, nevertheless, your will be done. He was loyal to the vision of his Father. Because in a spirit of excellence, you're loyal. Are you with me? Can you feel me? The truth is, Joseph is shipped to Egypt behind a bunch of stinking camels because he was loyal to his vision. Didn't look good. Outcome didn't look great. But one day, because of his excellence, he got out of bed a prisoner and went to bed a prime minister. Because he had an excellent spirit and he was loyal to his dream. Are you loyal to your dream? Are you loyal to Heartsease? Are you loyal to Pastor Philip and Kelly? Are you loyal today? It's just a thought. I'm just throwing it out there. Even with all that's going on with our floods, and uh, are we loyal today? Because the truth is, people get caught up in floods, and, 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 and I know there's a lot of work to do, but hey, the, the fact is we should make it on Sunday to church to get our spirits bolstered, to get our faith lifted, and to be encouraged and inspired to go back to the mass and to, and to help get it cleaned out. We need God. Because the church is the hope of the world. Remember that. The church, not the city, not FEMA. Not the city, not the state. The church is the hope of the world. Do you feel me? Because the truth is, God will not hold us responsible for our successes. 
He will hold us responsible for our loyalty. Loyalty and excellence are only tested, by the way, in disagreement. Loyalty is only tested in disagreement. It's okay if you agree with whatever Pastor Philip says. Whatever someday he stands up and says something you don't care for, you don't like. That's where loyalty kicks in. Not my will, but your will be done. So you've got to be loyal. If we're going to be an excellent spirit, we've got to be loyal. Are you with me? Number two, his integrity was tested. Because an excellent spirit will have integrity. I often say this, and I'll, I'll say it today. If you have integrity, nothing else matters. If you don't have integrity, nothing else matters. If people can't trust you, you your word is not worth a spit. Are you with me? But if, you've, if you're integritous, if you've got integrity, here Joseph is in Potiphar's house, and, and, is everything, and the Bible says that Potiphar gave everything over to Joseph. See, there's something about having an excellent spirit that makes a way for you. A mourning spirit will keep you amongst mourning people. A desperate spirit will keep you amongst desperate people. Are you with me? A negative spirit, you'll hang around negative people because people, birds of a feather flock together. But if you've got an excellent spirit, can you hear me today? If you've got an excellent spirit, you'll hang around with excellent people and go to excellent levels and do excellent things for God and do exploits for God because you've got an excellent spirit. Joseph's in the house of Potiphar. And the Bible says that Potiphar gave everything under Joseph's control except what he ate or drank. And everything's going well until Potiphar's wife took an eye. Had an evil eye in Joseph. Hmm. Nice, young, excellent boy. And he fled. But here's the response to an excellent spirit. He got out of Dodge. He fled. Don't dabble with sin. Don't dabble. Don't mess with the sin. Joseph, the Bible says he fled. And got out of that situation. But he ended up in prison. But his integrity never gave up. He was, integ- was integrous. He wouldn't give up his situation. So we've got to have integrity. Integrity, the Bible says in Proverbs 11, the integrity of the upright shall guide them. Yeah. Integrity of the, number three, his faith was tested. Yeah. An excellent spirit, his faith. Joseph is put into prison. And I'm sure he could think to himself, he, he, he could have sat there and had a little pity party. Now I'm just double checking. That green number is mine, right? The 724 up there in the, in the, in the, in the back sheet. The timer. That's my timer, isn't it? <laughs> Not the 206. <laughs> so, <clears throat> so he got into prison. He could have a little pity party. Oh, hey, Potter, what are you doing to me? I was blessed. I, I've got a dream and I'm in the prison here. But some, you know, a person with an excellent spirit, they rise to the top. And somehow the Bible says that the jailer Give everything under Joseph. Give him control over everything. Everything. Now just think about it. Everything. Joseph had control over the prison guards. He had he was in control over them. Because that's what an excellent spirit does. It rises in the top. It's a leadership profile. It doesn't matter where you are. You've got the right attitude. Because remember, your attitude, not your aptitude, determines your altitude. He had the right attitude, an excellent attitude. So it it brought him into situations that he was in charge of the whole prison. We walk by faith, 2 Corinthians 5 and 7, and not by sight. It's not what you see, it's what you believe. You're praying for your families this morning, some family members. How many have got unsafe family members? 
You never mind what you see. You pray for them. Joshua says, and Joshua wanted, as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Say it with me. As for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. And I want you to get up every morning. I do. I get up every morning. I'm lying in bed early this morning. I woke up at 6.30 and I'm, I'm just praying for people for a few minutes. And I'm thinking, Lord, as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. You may not see it, but you speak it in faith. Because an excellent spirit is a spirit of faith. We don't wait for the thing to happen. We, you speak it. Faith talks. Faith talks. Faith says as it's going to be. Are you with me today? Do you feel me? Yes. Hebrews 11 says, you know, faith is being sure of what you hope for in the NIV. Being sure of what you hope for and certain of what you do not see. Never mind if you see it. There's no faith, to, there's no faith needed if you see it. Faith is for the things that you're looking for and believe in God. Abraham looked for a city whose builder and maker was God. Are you with me today? So his faith was tested. I remember one day I was uh, I came to an intersection and they were building a house just right across the, in the, from the intersection and my wife and I. And, and I felt the Holy Spirit say to me, that's your house. So I said to Margaret, I said, uh, Margaret, I said, uh, this is how Scottish people do it. I think the Holy Spirit spoke to me just now. <laughs> we're canny, we're careful. She said, what did he say? I said, well, I felt he said, that's our house. And she looked at me and said, I don't even like that house. <laughs> now, how many know if a cook ain't happy? Ain't nobody happy. So I just left it. I let it drop. But we've been in that house for 27 years. <laughs> and we got it through a miracle. Because, number one, the miracle was God did speak to me. <laughs> that was the miracle. And the other miracle was I heard him. And I, and I, and I, I spoke it out in faith. That's... I believe that's going to be our house. And we've been in it for 27 years. It's not what you see, it's what you sow. Number, what number I'm on? I knew that. I'm just checking to see if you're taking notes. His patience was tested. His patience, an excellent spirit is patience. When someone criticizes you, don't jump for the bait. Come on. Sometimes we jump at the bait and we start getting defensive. No, no, no. Let me tell you, God's able to handle all our problems. Are you with me? He'll speak for us. He's, we, you, you're the child of the king and he'll, he'll make things happen. It, it, you couldn't. Don't jump at the bait. Have patience. Don't be like the woman that was praying, Lord, I want patience and I want it now. Let patience have her complete work so you'll be perfected. Joseph's in prison. Prison for years. And the baker and the butler, they're, they're talking to him, and, they're saying, and, and they got called before the king. And the, and the last words the, the butler said was, I'll tell the king about you. <laughs> but he forgot. The butler forgot Joseph. But God didn't, because God was with him. And, but but he, got, he didn't get despondent. He kept on going until one day somebody called for him. The king had a dream. And somebody remember, the butler remember, oh, there's a guy in the prison. He could interpret dreams. So his patience was tested. His patience was tested. You ever been tested with your kids, their patience? Anybody have kids? Your patience has been tested. Psalm 42 says, why art thou disquieted? Speak yourself. When you need why art thou disquieted within me? Wait thou in God, and while you're waiting, praise him for the help of his countenance. Number five, his pride was tested. An excellent spirit is not proud. He went before Pharaoh and he said, it's not me, Pharaoh. See, the little brat, the little precocious kid, 
with a coat of many colors. Now understand, he'd been stripped of his coat of many colors. The thing that he had all his hopes on, his pride on, he was, he was stripped from it. It was, it was gone. But the little bride became a man through testing. And he said to Pharaoh, he said, look, it's not me that interprets dreams. It's God. He just uses me to tell you. He could have, the young brat would have said, yeah, I'm here. Never fear, I'm here. What do you want, Pharaoh? Your majesty, I'm here. I'll do it. What is it? I can do it. No. When you've gone through trials and gone through life, you're not so quick to say you can do it. Because your pride is tested. You utilize it's not us. It's him. This excellence we have is in, uh, in, in earthen vessels. The, the, the glo- this glory that I was nest of earthen vessels. So the excellency might be of him and not of us. When you've gone through life and struggles, you realize it's not us. It's him working through us and in us. And if we ever detach ourselves from him, there's nothing left. You know, the prodigal son, he didn't realize that all he had was from his father. And the moment he cut the tie with his father, oh, he went on momentum for a while. But finally, but his source was gone. And he lost everything and came back. You got his pride was tested. Number six, his love was tested. An excellent spirit does not hold grudges. It's bigger than a grudge. When the brothers came before him, he saw them. They didn't recognize him, but he recognized them. And he could have said to them, you dirty rats. I've waited years to get back to you. But the Bible says vengeance is mine. But he didn't. His his love was tested because what did he do? He wept. He ran out and he wept. Because he realized that there were... After all, after all said and done, he was a prime minister, and they were bowing down to him just like his dream said. Are you with me? And he, and he told them, fear not. And number seven, his, his memory was tested. An excellent spirit never forgets where they come from. An ex- never forget where they come from. The Bible says that Joseph, in the midst of all, when they're all bowing down, everything's happening, the Bible says that Joseph remembered his dream. Can you remember your vision today? Do you remember the dream God gave you for your family to be saved? Do you remember the dream that God gave you to do great things for God? What about start remembering your dream again? In the midst of the floods, in the midst of the, 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 the heartache and the hardships you're going through just now, can you remember your dream? The dreams that you had when you were younger, God, what you were going to do for God? Because God dreams, how do you know it's a God's dream? Because it never fades away. A fad will fade. But God's dreams will never go away. He remembered his dreams. And God took that young, spoiled brat. And he changed the destiny of Israel. Because that man, that young boy, had an excellent spirit. And kept an excellent spirit all through everything. Do you receive the word this morning? You may be here this morning. And perhaps you've never given your life to Jesus. You may be come to church because somebody's invited you. And you're going to say, Robert... I've never given my life to Jesus. You maybe, maybe did make a decision one time, but somehow you've lost your way. And you're going to say, Robert, I want to get back. You may be here, and, and, and if you're in any one of these two categories, where every head is bowed and every eye closed, you're going to say, Robert, I want to give my life to Jesus. I want to get back to Jesus. Well, every head is bowed and every Slip your hand up. Who'll be, and I'm going to pray. Long enough, high enough and long enough so I can see it. Slip it up so I can see it. I want to give my life to Jesus. I want to get back to loving Jesus. Amen. That's one. Who'll be number two? You can put it down now. I see it. Who'll be number two? I'll give my, I want to get, give my life right to Jesus. Father, we thank you this morning for your word. 
Your word will never return void. And Father, I pray, Lord, that you'll just, that, that person that lifted their hand, Father, you'll get them back to you. They'll, get, they'll start loving you again. They'll love you like they've never loved you before. And Father, we forget the past. We move to the future. And Father, we say, and everybody say with me, Lord Jesus, come into my heart. There's room in my heart for you. Take away my sin. Cover me with your precious blood. And help me from this day forward to live for you. As I now confess, Jesus Christ is my Savior. Jesus Christ is Lord. Amen. We would like to thank you for listening to this message today. We pray that your life has been challenged by what you've heard. But we also know it will be changed as you put God's word into effect. At Heartseas Family Life Church, our doors are always open to help. If you need any more information or just a friend to listen, we are here. Call us at 225-274-1607 or email us at pastorp at hflc.us. Remember, put God first in your life and everything you do will prosper. We look forward to seeing you soon. God bless. Just walk.